For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created, the simple and effective way to lose weight. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. It's Tuesday the 1st of August. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Dan McHugh here. I'm joined by Shane Lee. It's only seven days till the big 5-0, mate. I know, mate. I feel like I've turned 50 already after being away overseas and celebrating. <laughs> and I was at a friend's house on Saturday night with um, two, of my, um, two of my friend's wives who also have their birthday this month. So it was like a... A three-way birthday celebration. <laughs> I, I, you know what? It's 50 weeks for turning 50, isn't it? 50 weeks of celebration. Well, it should be. It should be, mate. And I think, um, look, I've gone pretty hard up to this point. Might as well not, might as well not stop now. <laughs> <laughs> Today on the show, we'll be discussing the Women's World Cup, the Ashes, Netball, AFL, NRL, and much more. Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age, any fitness at any time. More than 80% happen at home and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute. And sadly, in Australia, around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now you can increase your chances of survival with CellAid, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a CellAid. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your CellAid at CellAid.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D dot I-O. The Matildas have beaten the Canucks yesterday. 4-0. That's massive. It was huge, mate. I watched this game and um, I'll tell you what. The way the girls played last night compared to their first two matches was it was yin and yang. It was unbelievable. They they looked very, very well organised. They looked aggressive. And I don't know if that's just having Sam Kerr on the bench. And look, she was on the bench, and I think there's no doubt she's not 100% fit, but she would have come on if needed. If needed. Um, but just having her there, I think, gave the girls a lot of confidence. And um, look, Hayley Rasso scored two goals. She was brilliant. Uh, Mary Fowler scored one goal, had one disallowed, which was a bit unlucky. And then, and then our, our vice-captain, Steph Catley, got the penalty towards the end. But um, yeah, the Matildas now will either play England... Denmark, China or Haiti, I think, um, depending on which way a few results go today. Uh, I was surprised to see Ireland drew 0 all with Nigeria. Yeah, so we, we would have been in anyway, I think, based on that. But uh, yep. it, it was just good. I think they, they pure, totally dominated. And don't forget, Canada are the, the reigning Olympic champions, so they're, they're, champions, they're no slouch yeah. at all. Uh, and Japan looked amazing against Spain yesterday too, Shane. Yeah, the Spaniards have been disappointing this this um, this World Cup. They, were, uh, they got flogged by the Japanese 4-0. They, they dominated. The Japanese were very, very strategically good against the, the Spanish, um, who were generally pretty well organised in defence. But, uh, yeah, the Japanese opened them up like a, a tin of sardines. I, I wonder, um, I, I, we won't go too far into it, but I wonder if Spain is still suffering from, you know, basically their whole team mm. sending a letter back in 2022 and basically quitting. And I think only three of those players are in the team yeah, now. Yeah, big, big time. And uh, and I think it'll it'll 
this will be a, a huge story back in uh, in the country of Spain at the moment, yeah, where that these really good players who who believe that they weren't being treated correctly. Um, haven't been selected and they've paid the penalty for it. Spain are probably going to be out of the World Cup. A story that's uh, maybe not being spoken about enough. I mean, it is being spoken about, but I think we can really make a point of it, is that Ben Stokes dropped the ashes. <laughs> well, well, yeah, the, it, it, was, it was done before this, but it, look, a two-all two yeah. draw in the end. Australia went into the day with um, needing 249 runs off with 10 wickets in hand, um, and we fell 49 short. It was a real problem that they, the... Um, English uh, side asked it for a ball change uh, and the, the, they changed the ball. It's supposed to be like for like and the ball was pretty much almost brand new, uh, which yeah. gave immediate results to, to the English in the field. Warner out for 60, Kawaja 72. Mind you, Kawaja um, scored the most runs for both teams in the Ashes, so well done him, 496. Um, but yeah, it was uh, that catch you're referring to, Dan, was off um, Steve Smith. It was that on the leg side. And it's almost like the Herschel Gibbs catch in the 99 Cricket World Cup that I played in where um, yeah. Stokes tried to throw the ball in the air a bit too soon before he'd actually held the ball properly in his hand and he dropped it. The thing that, that I find interesting, mate, is that Stokes knew that he fucked it up and yeah. then he, he went to the VAR. And, and so that, that is really, really poor sportsmanship, isn't it? They've been wishing about how bad uh, our sportsmanship was. That's appalling. I really feel like the spirit of cricket that yeah. the Poms were – trying to make a huzzah about as just yes it only the spirit of cricket only works in their favor <laughs> yeah big time look but if you got, want to talk about the english in a, in a positive sense Stuart board um retired um and he finished the match with the last two wickets so he goes out a winner in this match but australia retains the ashes and uh Overall, I think it was a fantastic series, and 2-2 is probably a true reflection of the sides. You know, I've got to say, I reckon Johnny Bairstow really copped it at the beginning of the series, but I enjoyed watching him mm. through it the whole way. Yeah, look, he came good. Um, don't forget, he had about 10 months off prior to the series, so he was always going to get better, both with the bat and the ball as the series went on. That's just human nature. When, you, when you're playing more and practicing more and you're getting more game time. Um, but yeah, look, oh, I think overall, um, Pat Cummins was quite sort of pragmatic um, in the way that he spoke about the series. And he said, look, we're really, really happy to retain the Ashes. But he agreed 2-2 was a true reflection of both teams and, and how they both performed throughout the series. Okay, so let's have a look at the netball quickly. The World Cup uh, is happening, which I didn't even know about until it started. Uh, Australia have demolished Scotland. Yeah, uh, Australia 76 to Scotland 37. Um, and Australia rotated their roster too, so they're giving all, a lot of the other girls who have been off the bench um, some game time. Um, we're still unbeaten. So the Diamonds play next uh, Malawi yep. uh, before taking on, which is probably going to be their first rules challenge, taking on England 5pm on Thursday. Yep, yep. And I reckon uh, it'll be interesting to watch us beat them as well. Yeah, big time. Well, hopefully, and we'll take the ashes off them as well. And then, and guess what, England? We're going to come and beach in darts yeah, yeah. and pint drinking. Yeah. Take it all off you. All right, we'll take a quick break here. Talking swimming, AFL and NRL in just a moment. For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created. Packed with protein and low in sugar, it's sure to keep you full throughout the day, not to mention it's only $2.49 a meal. Over half a million Aussie guys have lost weight the Manshake way. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today.
Looking at swimming, USA have won the 2023 World Aquatics Championships in Fukuoka with a total of 38 medals, Shane. Yeah, 38 to 25. Uh, Australia are quite disappointed with um, the USA being given team of the tournament. Um, look, the Dolphins uh, broke five world records. We had 13 gold medals compared to the USA's seven. Uh, our best performance since 2005 and the best since 1956 beating the US in the gold medal tally. Um, but, uh, yeah, so you would think by most golds and, and most world records, you probably should be the team of the tournament, but uh, it goes down to the most medals. So they won 38 to 25 in that regard. But, look, taking nothing away from, from the Aussies and what they call themselves the Dolphins, it was a fantastic um, uh, meet for them. I think it's amazing how um, Australia has this real need to name all of our teams after a mascot, like the yeah. Diamonds, the yeah. Matildas. So yeah. I spent about 10 minutes looking up the Canadian women's soccer team this morning, and I think the closest yeah. that comes to it is people call them the Canucks, which is not really... Yeah. I, I don't know. Canucks Are we sake. dorks for doing that, do you reckon? Canucks sake. The Canucks, <laughs> fuck. Hell. Yeah, anyway. but we, is it really uh, like kind of 1980s, <laughs> like Expo 88, the vibe of naming all well, of it's, our- it's, it's just getting hard now because um, since this all started, don't forget, um, you know, we, we've always had our, our – Olympic teams and and they never really had a, a name apart from the Australian Olympic team or Australian Commonwealth yeah. Games team. Uh, yeah. So we're naming them now, and then it's been the the, the onset of, of of women's sport and how it's developed and grown. And so they're, all the girls teams need naming now as well. And you've got different franchises in cricket. Just Jesus, it's getting very very confusing. I also feel like um, when you have a team named the Socceroos, yep. you'll never win. No, it just. No. It sounds like a kid's <laughs> pool game or something. It does it or what, yeah. Something you get on Netflix. All right, uh, let's have a quick look at AFL. Buddy Franklin, mm. he's, he's that's it, retired that's after it. 354 games. Yeah, 354 games, 1,066 goals, uh, two-time premiership player. Um, he won both his premierships with the Hawks, but uh, he's been a superstar for the Swans. He, he is he is one of the, one of the great um, uh, AFL players of all time. You're talking about, and look, he didn't even show up in typical buddy style to the press conference. He's a very, very private sort of guy. He told John Longmire, the coach, um, yesterday morning, and John fronted the media. Um, buddy will come out in his own time and, and talk to the media, but uh, yeah, he's, he's not all about the hoo-ha. Um, he'd be disappointed, but I think it's the right time for him to, to stand down. Um, they will build a statue at the SCG in his honour at some stage because he is one of the greats of the game. And um, you know, Longmire was saying, particularly when he was coaching against him, uh, when he was playing with the Hawks, he said he was one of the best athletes in the game back then. He said he was so tall, so he'd put a tall guy on him to stop him marking, but he'd always beat the guy on the ground then with his pure pure pace. So after beating him with pace, he'd put a small guy on him, but then he said he'd mark him in the air. So he said he's almost impossible to mark, and and hence the reason why he kicked 1,066 goals. And yeah, amazing, him. Buddy Franklin. Good on you, mate. Uh, yep, yep. A bit yep. of a sad story. Wally Lewis has been told that he uh, probably has CTE. Yeah, which is it's a, it's a sign for um, you know, early-onset dementia. Um, they, they can't... They can do some tests now, but it's not conclusive. Um, they basically can only really tell if you have CTE um, once you pass away um, and, and you're in your autopsy. Um, that They pull your, your, your head apart, your brain, and, and look into it. Um, but apparently due, due to scans at the moment, his looks pretty terrible. 
um, which is really, really sad for him. And he, and he went to the doctors because he's starting to get some sort of memory loss at his age. He said he had a lot of head knocks in his day um, and he's been you know, a superstar of the game. Wally Lewis, he's read the news in, in, in Queensland for many years. Um, yeah, a nice guy. And it's a sad way. It's, it's a price they pay, I think, to play contact sport. Yeah, it's yeah, it's horrible getting old and all that stuff. Mm. Um, yeah, yep. A very positive story for the Roosters. Jeez, oh, is there one? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's why I went for this story. It was on NRL.com. Yep. Um, Daniel Tupo has uh, tallied up 140 tries, which is now the highest try scorer for the Roosters. Mm-hmm. One more than Minicello ever achieved. Yep, Minicello 139. Uh, but they're saying with this, uh, be unlikely that anyone ever breaks this record. At least for a long time. If you look at the current players still playing, Tedesco has only 68 tries in 130 matches, and Joey Manu is 56 in 153, and Tupo sitting on 140. So, yeah, it's going to be a long, long time before someone breaks yeah. that record. Um, we do need to note that that's only a record for the Roosters, though, because, uh, I mean, yep. if you just look back a little while ago, I think Billy Slater had 180 something. Steve Menzies, your mate, yep. had 180. Yes. And I think yep. the top is 200 and something, but that's from all the way back in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Tupo's been, been a fantastic yeah. player. And uh, I'll tell you what, he would have scored a lot more recently if he wasn't injured and, and, uh, and their back line was firing. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, I mean, it, it's, it's a miracle that he's made it to 140, but the Roosters are going to need an even bigger miracle to make it into the uh, top A. Yeah, yes. Yes, they do, mate. They're in trouble. All right, well, that's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsor, Cell AED. It's the world's smallest defibrillator. And we'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. At Gradability, we believe that every graduate should have the skills and opportunity to pursue the career of their choice. But sometimes we need help to bridge that gap. And that's where the Gradability Accelerator Plus program, or GAP program, comes in. The GAP program is designed to supplement your learning with real-life experience at one of our almost 12,000 host employers, giving you the vital experience needed to kickstart your professional career. Visit gradability.com.au for more information.